The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com Mitchie Lewis can't do too much wrong these days and he's done the form for us at Packetham tonight. Hello to you, Mitchie. You had a good day yesterday? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, it's not too bad. Especially a couple there at the home track at Mount Gambier. That always helps, doesn't it? Yeah. David Taggart and Miles Fitzner. I tell you what, two excited young men heading towards Mount Gambier. Um, so for the cup meeting in a couple of weeks' time. So you just explain to us what you'll put on for them. Uh, so as in them personally or what are we doing at the track? Yeah, for them personally and, and what you're, what are you doing on the track? So tell us if we want to get to Mount Gambier, what's happening? Well, well, at the track-wise, if you, you can organise those tickets online there now, um, apparently there was a few sales yesterday. They were quite keen to... After the announcement, so the boys will be in a marquee. It's a hosted marquee. They're going to do trackside live there on the Friday. Um, drinks package, or not a drinks package, some drinks vouchers and some food. So that'll okay. be a good little setup. But then they're also going to be at the cow cutter the night before, and that's usually a pretty exciting cow cutter. So um, last year was quite exciting. So I'd be interested this year. We might have to get uh, Shane Bennett over. Yeah, well, he'll spend all your money to, or he'll buy every horse. So you probably he's probably listening now. So you'll be definitely there, Mitchie. But we uh, need a winner. Give him the invite. Yeah, we need a winner at Packingham tonight. Yeah, so I've got two, and one of them comes up in the race four, which is one of the Future Stars series heats. It's number five, Scorsese for the Moody Coleman team. Now this horse resumes here today. It's had five career starts, but most of them have been up in grade in stronger races. Uh, he was also placed last year's two-year-old um, Blue Diamond preview. So I think he's got some pretty good form. Uh, fresh here and Damien Lane in the saddle, who's been absolutely dominating this series. So I think he's going to be the one that can win that heat of that one. I reckon he could get, be competitive in the final when that comes around as well. All right, then. So Scorsese, race four, number five. What else have you got for us? Uh, race six, number two, Vienna Vexen. So... Uh, it's the races between her and the number one Capulet. The Vienna Vixen's last few races have rated quite well. The, the, the last start run um, fourth place behind Lang Park. That form race stacks up quite well here. So I think she she had a few excuses that day. I think she'll be okay here in a slightly easier race and with a nice race map. So Vienna Vixen's the other play for us there at Pakenham today. Yep. Good to see Ethan Brown back in the saddle as well. Good on you, Mitchie. Thanks, mate. You have a good day. I'll chat to you in a little bit. Same. Yeah, there's Mitchie Lewis. He'll be joining me shortly with the weekend preview. The Golden Grey Summer Carnival has arrived at Albion Park. Group 1 action tonight. We'll try and find you some winners there at Albion Park. Chris Nelson's done the form for us at Doombin today with that meeting transferred from yesterday. G'day, Chris O. Good morning, Gareth. Yeah, big night at uh, Albion Park tonight for the Greyhound fans. A couple of Group 1s. Yep. We'll see if we can find a few winners a little later on. But what are we doing with uh, Doombin today? Well, we're on a heavy eight, so we've gone from a heavy 10 to a heavy eight, and they are saying that uh, we might even get to a soft seven early on as well. So things are certainly drying out up here, which is good. Uh, now, this is an obvious. I don't like to tip them when they're in red figures too often, but I really don't see how they can beat race four plundering, or race four number one plundering today. Uh, his form in Sydney is much better than uh, he faces here. He's been going up against the likes of Felix Majestic and Contemporary, I know he's uh, got a bit of a reputation as a bit of a non-winner, but uh, really, if he's going to break through and win again, this has to be the race. There's only a, a small field of uh, rivals to contend with, so he should be winning. Dollar seventy doesn't look too bad a price. So race four, number one, plundering. Bit of each way. Race five, number eight, Bliss Miss. 
Now, she's only had the two starts. They've both been first up. Ninth at Doomben on debut back in August of last year was just an average effort. But her first up run at the Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago was good. She got a long way back there and she hit the line really strongly. That was on a heavy eight track. She's up in distance here. She's drawn a good gate. Like to see her closer in the run. I think she's worth a ticket each way. Uh, that's race five, number eight, Bliss Smith. And just one in the last. This is one we need to keep our eye on the uh, the pattern today. We've got an 11-metre rail at Doombin on a wet track, and that would have to spell that, you know, on paces are going to be favoured. Now, there's one in the last, race seven, number one, Avenue of Stars. He just loves to bowl along in front. This is harder than he's been going up against. He's been winning at the Gold Coast on the poly track. But he's capable of giving a sight here, and if they're just winning in front every race, He's going to be hard to get past. So have a few dollars on him. Race seven, number one, Avenue of Stars. If the uh, the track pattern does favour those uh, on paces today, as I think it will. What's your, what are you looking, um, what's Eagle Farm look like at, at a first glance there on a Saturday? Track-wise, uh, I reckon we'll be on a good track because we've yep. got uh, fine conditions now. It was only a soft six yesterday. Uh, as for tips, I like one coming up in race five. Number two, Captain Finkel. Uh, he's only had the two starts, and gee, he was dominant winning last time out. It's not an overly strong race. So at this stage, I'm looking at Captain Finkel as one of the best, race five, number two. And look, I don't often tip in these distance races, but back to race three, number 10, Artful Girl, you wouldn't see an easier win last start than, than hers. That was in a midweeker, and she strolled home for Martin Harley. I think she's really on the up, Artful Girl. So at this early stage, race three, number 10, and race five, number two. Good about 45 seconds, Chris. Oh, but geez, Benny Thompson, we had him on the show yesterday. It's a wonderful yep. opportunity for him in Hong Kong now. Oh, is it what? It just came out of the blue, that call. So off he goes to Hong Kong. Steps riding in one race at uh, Eagle Farm for a dad, riding Magnus Bellagio on Saturday, and then off they go, and they'll have a great time. Yep, there we go. Steph goes, Jesus, you've cut my, my comeback um, exactly. a little, little short, but I love you. We're going to make a lot more money in Hong Kong, I would imagine, if yep. you can get this to work, Benny. Um, exactly. Good on you, Chris. So thanks for that, mate. Thanks, Gareth. Cheers. Hey, Chris, so quickly, Sir John, yep. do you have thoughts on that Galloper? I've got 10 seconds. Yep. I'm not as confident as Milo, but I've got it on top, yes. All Should right, we? then. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> no one's as confident as Milo. Nine o'clock in news time. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth. Hall with you this Thursday morning. This is Giddy Up's bag of tips. A couple of meetings in New South Wales. One at Albury, one at Gosford. Luke Ovenessian from the Great Tip Off joins us. G'day, Lukey. Morning, Gareth. We'll start off with Albury, please. Where do we start with your place? So I've just got the one play at Albury, and we'll go to race two, number two, Balladon. Um, this horse has trialled three times with three spaced out leading trials into this event. He's been solid in all of them, and he returns to a track here at Albury that he has a great connection with. Um, he thrives over the distance, the 1,175 metres. He gets Jason Lyon in the saddle, and from barrier five, he can land in a bit more forward position than he normally does. If he gets the, the gaps turning for home, I think he'll be too strong for him late, so I'm happy to give him a play. So, Albury, race two. Is it race two? Number two? Yeah, race Race yeah, two, Balladon. Yeah, Balladon. Yep, for that's the, um, it. Jay Lyon and the Stubbs camp. What else have you got for us as we move on to Gosford now? Now we've got two players at Gosford, and I'm, it's really short in the first, but I'm really keen on number four, Luna Field. Um, this deep field colt, he's got speed upon speed, and I was really surprised first up when they actually chose to ride him with cover. He got a bit further back out of his ground than he did in the trials, and he, when he was looking for gaps to run on in the straight, he got sort of chopped out. So I think he can be forgiven for that run. 
He strips fitter his second up. He stays at the 1,000-metre distance, which will be important. And I think he leads them up, and he's just really hard to catch. So I'm, I'm happy to play him. I'm pretty confident in him. What price would you take? Uh, so I think he's about 230 at the moment. I'm happy to take that. Um, I, I think he should shorten, honestly. Um, there is a talented uh, first starter in the field, but he doesn't race as forward as Luna Fields. So I think if Luna can grab a break on him on the bend, he'll be too hard to catch. What did Bjorn Baker say, Jacko? Did he say Luna Field was his best today? I think he might have. It was either Luna Field or the one in the first fleet command. I'll go back and have a look at the tapes. But Luna Field, we get two thirty anyway. Did you get the five dollars? I definitely didn't. Um, but I still think it's a good good play around that two thirty price. And then look, if it drifts late, I'm happy to butter up again. So I'm pretty confident in that one. All right, mate. What else have you got for us then? So we'll go to race six, number eight. Then Osbred Mimosa. Um, this four-year-old mare, she's ready to show her best stepping up to the 1,200 metres here. She's been given a freshen up after two tough runs, and she importantly draws well here so the same doesn't happen again. She should land in the moving line with cover. Jay Ford sticks in the saddle, and he continues his good relationship with her. She has been getting a bit more further back than I'd like in her races, so if she can settle a bit more forward and get some clear air around the Gosford turn, she'll be, should be too strong for a light. All right, then. So race two, number four, Luna Field and Oz Bradman Mosa. Race six, number eight, your plays there at Gosford on a Saturday yep. afternoon. <laughs> on a Saturday? I mean, on a Thursday afternoon. I wish it was a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. It's been a long week, Lukey. I'll give you the tip. Yeah, we're, we're nearly there. We're nearly there at the weekend. Have a good one, G. See you, Lukey. Lukey Hovindess in from the great tip-off. Darren Carroll wishes it's Saturday night. What a night it promises to be there. Hunter Cup night, Great Southern Star night. And there's all already a little bit of controversy regarding the barrier draw for one of the heats of the Great Southern Star, but we'll get to that in just a moment. We need some winners at Shepparton, first of all. Hello to you, Morning. Daz. Morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, a little bit of drama. We'll get to that soon. Um, yeah, Shepparton tonight, uh, the first one I like is race four, number four, Dying Art. Uh, it's a seven-year-old mare having its second start and only had its first start a couple of weeks ago, and I was actually on track that night at Swan Hill and looked like this horse would significantly benefit from the run. Uh, it's had two trials since to sharpen it up, Unfortunately, I haven't any vision of those trials because they've been in a bit of obscure places. But uh, I liked what I saw, and I think uh, we'll see a much improved run, even though it ran second and ran a really good race first up for a seven-year-old mare. I think we'll see um, a much fitter, harder horse tonight. So very hard to beat, race four, number four. And the other one I like is race seven, number nine, Dat Lou. Um, just had one run for the Rebecca Bartley stable. It's one of the Mick Boots-owned horses that was with Belinda McCarthy. Um I really liked its run first up for the stable last week. Uh, they beat the others um, significantly. Ran uh, second in the race behind uh, a smart one. Just think it's found a winnable race tonight. So, yeah, the two, race four, number four, into race seven, number nine, Datloo. The story that we keep on following, Chris Alford's two off from yep. 8,000. Um, having a look at his drives tonight, I don't think that'll be happening tonight, will it? Um. You can never discount him because he's on a few of them that are, you know, in in that bracket of anywhere between six dollars and twelve dollars. Um, I don't think so. I don't think you get the double tonight, but you could never say never with the great man. No. Um, and then he's got a fairly good book on Friday night at Bendigo. But I would love him to get one winner at one of those tracks 
and go into Melton on Saturday night, wouldn't it just be great to add another dimension to Saturday yeah. night if he's sitting on one more to go, even if he doesn't get it? It just adds to the whole thrill of the card. Maybe Queen Alita could be the one in that race that we're Absolutely. just having a chat about the heat yeah. of the, the Great Southern Star because we had one of those horses in that field that, would you believe, Macho Mary, and hey, yeah. all credit to yeah. Brian Kesey, but why the hell are you starting this horse in this race, Brian? Um, it galloped there the other day at Geelong, so that means it goes outside of Just Believe. It's an ODM horse out of the draw. So that's Just right. Believe goes to inside the second row draw. I don't know if yeah, many people right. know that because he's still a dollar twenty-five. In saying that, uh, Macho Mary might not keep up and Sugars can just get off the, the fence anytime he wants, I would imagine. Yeah, the way I read it, it might be a bonus because if Macho Mary was going to gallop when he was inside, he, you know, he could have swung out and collected him or something like that. So I'm sure he'll get a bit more room there. And yeah, I don't think it makes a hell of a lot of difference, but um, it still does get a little bit tricky when you're drawing that position. So um, he's gone from a dollar thirty to a dollar thirty-five on some of the markets. So okay. Some people are obviously thinking it's a little bit tricky, but. Uh, I think it's just important to note if they're looking for him on Saturday night, uh, he won't be in barrier nine, he'll be in barrier eight, and it does make a difference. So, so yeah. just looking at that race, RC Phoenix, a bit of our weekend preview for the trots, but RC Phoenix and Queen Elida, they tell me Queen Elida had some problems maybe during Queensland and after Queensland, but my mail is that she's never felt better like she did last week for a long she time. Looked anyway. last week, yeah, she? She, looked, mm. she did look a different horse. With mm. that in mind... And with a different starting point here at Melton compared to what happened at Bendigo, do you think she can cross RC Phoenix if she's at her best gate speed wise? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I think drawing next to each other is the key. If if had it been wider on the track, I would have said yes, maybe. But drawing next to each other it takes a fair bit to to get a length on a horse that's you know still got gate speed in RC Phoenix. The other one is Hot to Trot's got really good gate speed too. So my view of it is hot to trot will come out with speed and then likely take a sit on whoever's their first out of RC Phoenix and, and Queen Elida. So my gut feel is that RC Phoenix finds the front and then Queen Elida's sitting parked. Chris Lane might even try and have a go on Elder Beach. He's doing six. So there's going to be enough speed early at least for Just Believe to get into an okay spot. So um, yes, it's going to be hard, but um, I don't think we could ever against the, the star of the sport um, but if he's going to be beaten this is um, probably one occasion that he's vulnerable so Fanozio thinks he can go 154 in front and keep just keep on running if that's the case does it make it impossible for just believe or can he do that off the fence oh, I think he could do that off the fence but yeah. it's going to be hard um, is he a dollar 35 if that's the case no um, so he's significantly as strange as it sounds, Gareth, just because of the barrier draws, right now I'd be backing him for the final as opposed to backing him for the heat. Yeah. It's as simple um, as that. Uh, leap to fame. How does he get this right, Grant Dixon? Because I think he gets to the front, catch a wave, hands up. Um, but does, like, he has to go quick enough so he can take that sting out of catch a wave a little bit. Or does Kay, or does Kay try and, I know you've, you think that she'll have to hand up, but. Um, I wonder if she's thinking if I hand up, I lose the race. It's an interesting. Yeah, I, I think they'll drive the tempo. Um, yeah. I, I think that they have to do that. Um, and you know, 
take Mandy, always have good plans, and um, I'm sure plan A would be to say, well, let's lead for a start and then see what happens. Um, but my gut feel is that Leap to Fame will come looking pretty hard at some stage, and then it's a matter of do you want to cop the pressure or not? Um, we talked about this the other day. Again, my feeling is his best chance of beating him is to outdash him. Um, but he can run some slick times as well, Gareth. He's not just a stayer. Right. So, um, it's going to be hard to beat if he if he gets in front. But do you want him sitting outside you for 1,200 metres as well? So, yeah. uh, if that's the case, then that brings something else into it probably because um, they might be vulnerable in the last 200 Similar to what happened in the um, in the Victoria Cup, you know, at the 400, they probably only looked to be three chances and they were the leaders, but because they've gone so hard, then the ones right at the back come into it. So they wouldn't want to overdo it. Um, you know, we've got some nice horses in this race. are going around at massive odds. Like, I know he's doing bad in seven better clips, but he's in no better form at yeah. the moment. He's going to go around, he'll probably go around about $40 in the yeah. end. Um, yeah, he's in trouble, but I don't know. I can't see him winning the mm. race. Call you were whining and dining with um, the goat of the sport last night. What did he think? Mark he Purden. Yes, you're going to put him into the race? Yeah, it, is. it was great fun catching up with Mark Purden. We watched that replay of Smolder defeating Hexa JJ a couple of times. <laughs> I still can't believe <laughs> that JJ lost. Um, <laughs> but uh, he says his horse is probably 12 months away, I reckon. Yep. Um, yep. So and he's not going to be the enforcer, is he? No, no. You might make a move mid-race, but it's leap to fame. Leap to fame, he says, is a little bit like Lazarus. He's got that Lazarus type of aura about him. So, yeah. Um, no, nah, I think he's just enjoying a little bit of time off at the moment. Oh, he's working yep. that horse, Mark. But um, I think we're just going to enjoy Mark Purden because I don't think he'll be in the game for too long. I think we just enjoy yep. him. And he's the greatest that I've ever seen, clearly. Yep. Him and Gary Hall Sr., um, are the two greatest trainers that I've seen in the sport of harness racing. Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin not far away, but um, they, they separate from the rest. Um, but what it does what it does do, Gareth, is highlight what an amazing night we have on Saturday night. Yep. You know, we haven't seen Mark here for some time, so get there and, and watch him. Um, we've got not only do you see probably the best horse in our sport at the moment. Once you get to see it twice and just believe, mm-hmm. um, potentially you could get to see Alfred. Um, driving 8,000 winners, yeah. and then you get one of the best horses in the sport we've had for a while in um, in Leap to Fame taking on Catch Away. So, really, Bring it on. just got to get there. Talking about 26 to 30 degrees as well, weather wise, so we just got to get there. And you and get to meet, and, an you get, and you get to meet you just quickly. I've got to get going, but um, <laughs> um, call me the breeze. I think it's vulnerable at $1.70. I can't work out why Mufaso Metro is not shorter. I think he's a bet there at $4 in a heat of that. Um, great Southern Star. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. was really taken with King Ignite as well. So he yep. came up big odds. And yeah, I think that's a really good race. Um, mm. Have I found any value for you in any perfect class or lead and win, won't it? Yeah, a little bit vulnerable for mine. Yeah, not, not so sure it leads. So. Who leads? Mm. Uh, you got me off guard here. Um, Get to... Captain Captain Hammerhead. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah. A little bit vulnerable for mine. I like the one in the first race, Major Thinker. I think it's one of the better bets of the night. All right, then. What price are mm. we getting there? Two ninety at the moment. That'll mm. do us. We'll chat about this mm. tomorrow. I'll give you a little bit more time, and I might analyse it and, and, and challenge you once again and lose. So that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate.
Thank in, you, Joe. In fact, I've got you a couple mm-hmm. of times. I'm probably being a bit harsh on myself. You are. Yeah, you certainly Yeah. Uh, I'll call it even. <laughs> See you. Thank you. Bye. See you, mate. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. No one's like Todd Gray. G'day, Toddy. Good morning, Sunshine. How are we? Good, thank you, mate. What are we doing at Angle Park? Uh, it's going to be a bit of a feast or famine night at Angle Park. I've got four for you tonight, and two of them are at double figures. All right, so, then, um, mate. Let's the go and get him. Race six, number two, Fat Boy's Lucky. Uh, look, he's going better than his form suggests, and one of two things are going to happen here. The one holds the key time after time. It's going to jump well, and it's going to run wide. And it's a 600-meter race, so it's right on that third, uh, on that like, turn start. So what I'd actually like the fat boy to do is actually miss the kick a little bit. And when the one goes bush on turn one, just hug the rail, which he does do quite well, and say thank you very much. And if that's the case, I can see him being in front by the time we get to the catching pen on lap one. And if that's the case, I think at double figures, he's a very good podium chance. So race six, number two, fat boy's lucky as a small each way. Uh, the next one is a dog I love the price, hate the draw, but the race will be run the suit. Race eight, number five, boom, boom, jinx. Uh, look, this dog's flying. Its form tells you that it's flying but it's slow early, and box five, it's going to have a, more traffic in front of it than CBD in Melbourne at peak hour. It will. That's virtually how it's going to always run its races, though. It's got a lot of field sense, and a lot of these dogs need the lead. Uh, half this field's going to be waving the white flag if they don't get their own way early, and they're not all going to get their own way. Look, he's got to be running for luck for the first two-thirds of the race, but if he gets an ounce of luck, podium lock for mine again. So race eight, number five, boom, boom, jinx. And then uh, race 11, number one, Psychotic Babe is the next one. A perfect example of a bread and butter dog. She's going to retire with an okay resume, but an empty trophy cabinet. But she is such an honest dog. You'd love, you'd love to have a kennel full of her. She pays her way every single week. Uh, look, she's won two in a row. I think she makes it three in a row tonight, around about the $3 mark. I can't see why she won't lead or lob second to the six. If she does lob second to the six, I think we can run it down. So race 11, number one, Psychotic Babe. And the last one is race 12, number one, Manipulation. Not a bad little race, the old get-out stakes, but this favourite is odds on, and it's not going all that great. It's coming out last, and it's just taken too long to get warmed up. I think Manipulation leads and runs a bit of a merry old dance, but again, it's only two divs there. You can go each way. It's around 4 bucks and about $1.90 for the place. I don't mind having a little bit of insurance on the each-way basis, but I think we lead and can, once again, give a bit of curry out front. So race 12, number one, manipulation is the last of the four. So race six, number two, race eight, number five, race 11, number one, race 12, number one. There are your thoughts spot there. On. They are spot Beautiful. on, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to Greyhound racing tonight at Albion Park. Route one action. We've got the bullion final. I've got one for you there, mate. I think the, the Victorian Morton can jump to the front and lead all of the way. You know, great race. Um, oh, isn't it just? It, it, is a, it is a brilliant race. And, yeah, well, Morton, well, how, what else can you say about Morton, which hasn't been said? Sorry, I cut you off there, mate. No, I reckon Morton be hard to beat. You, are you on the same page there, or are you with Bez Bullard or a magistrate? You've been, you've been oh. in front of a magistrate's a few times, I would imagine. You, you, you be nice. Um, well, look, JSJ coming out has really changed that race for mine. Yeah. Look, if I have to be honest with you, I lean towards Bears Bullet, but purely because of the draw. I mean, if you swap the draws around, I'd be all over Morton. But at the same time, you know, you want to be getting three dollars plus Morton if you swap the draws around. Um, I am with I am with the one, but look, I don't mind being wrong and eating crow because I'm a big fan of Morton. And I like uh, Vela Pachella in the Gold Cup. I've loved her since um, I saw her in Melbourne recently during the carnival. Zamets are on fire. This daughter of Shimmer Shine. Um, she's been well supported with Bet365, so I think she can take out the Gold Cup final at Albion Park tonight. So, um, do you have an opinion in the staying final? I'm just trying to find that one. To be That's race six. Scintillate at 480. Pearly Tears at 460. Found it. Um, 
the, with that race, I haven't really jumped into it all that much. There's a few, a few little dogs I don't know as well as um as I did in the, in the feature. Look, I'm ha- I think Pearl, I'm happy to go against Pearly Tears. That was the one I think they have a little bit too so, um short for mine. Yeah. Uh, look, Vela Pacella. Yeah, actually, you know what? Looking at this race, I, I think the box draw, not a worry. The dog is such a seasoned professional. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to be with you there, but not as confident as I am as the uh, in the in the as for the bullion. So um, yeah, look, I think Pearly Tears. I'm happy to kind of take on a little bit in that race. And yeah, Vela Pacella. I think they'll actually. Yeah, I I think it'll stay even shorter than that. Honestly, it's just such it. a such an impressive dog. Gee, you've you've just got me excited, Toddy. And you'll be on Lids Fly Back with the team tonight. Mitchie Bay is doing the form for Albion Park as we speak. So um, it'll be a terrific night to to listen to Essie track with Lids Fly Back with such a big night at Angle Park and also that Group One racing at um, Albion Park tonight. Love your work, mate. Thanks for your time as always. Uh, always a pleasure, never a chore. You look after yourself, legend. Same to you. There's Toddy Gray, expert uh, Greyhound Racing tips. Follow at the Dogs SA on Twitter or Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. Thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Simon Orchard's done the form for us at Gunnadar, race three, number eight, Dallas Star, and Dapto, race seven, number three, Sergis Banner. So Gunnadar, race three, number eight, and Dapto, race seven, number three. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. That is Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com and the Ultima Hotel in the heart of the Mallee, just down the road from Swan Hill. Make sure you swing by for a cold beer.